The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and our breakdown of the 2021 NBA trade, trade deadline. Recording this on a lovely Saturday evening here in Southern California. And this is the first podcast in about two months. It's good to be back. And on tonight to break down everything NBA trade deadline and a little bit of college basketball from Dallas, Texas. Akshay, what up Akshay? How's it going? What's going on, bro? Uh, it's going pretty well, you know. Uh, like you said, it's like forecast. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's been I think over three months since I've had you on. Uh, I think we did the NBA over unders for Eastern Conference, and I guess that's where we should pick up uh, to start the conversation out for the night uh, with your Boston Celtics. It's been obviously a roller coaster ride for them this season. They currently sit, I believe. Uh, 8th place or 7th place in the current standings, 22 and 23. So what's kind of been your take on their season and what do you make of their two trade deadline moves that they made, uh, picking up Fournier from Orlando and Mo Wagner from Chicago? Well, you know what, this season has been, I'll be honest, bro, this season has been pretty bad. I mean, you had, first of all, you had uh, Peter have the COVID symptoms and then uh, having to play with that after it. Yeah, we've been in the but uh, that is still no excuse. <laughs> because you, but you play as a team, so you still have to play better. But I think it's a lot of it. It has to do with uh, coaching. I think Brad, even to, you know, quite honestly, he's, I was out high on him I, uh, when he, when they first signed him, age picked him up. But, you know, I, I went with blow. But uh, I don't know. I just seen the last couple of seasons, I realized that, you know what, he. I think he sort of sticks to his players you know, like gives them more minutes and that really doesn't always run out the best way it should be. You know, but but then uh, I mean, you know, the season is pretty hectic. Uh, uh, I mean, if they win, if they can get to back in the playoffs, they would be a uh, uh, third or fourth team in the East. Um, but, it's, 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 uh, but as you've seen in the East, in the latest, like, news, uh, with off-season trades and all what's happening. Mean, uh, I'm sorry, not all trades and all that. Uh, a lot of teams have gotten, have gotten a lot better, especially in the, uh, with the signing today of Marcus Arthur by the net. So, <laughs> uh, I don't, I mean, the Boston Celtics, they can definitely improve from where they're at. But, uh, I mean, uh, I don't think they'll be... Uh, I mean, uh, last night's game, to be honest, it was, I was shocked and I was really surprised that he beat down uh, the Bucks, you know, even being shorthanded. Uh, so it's, that was, it does show potential, but uh, I just think that uh, at this point, it's, I mean, they can really improve, but uh, 
Yeah, but then you come down and think, hey, you want to re-improve and just be the third or fourth uh, uh, beast, or do you want to, like, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm tanking, I don't really don't do it, but I, I don't know. But that's just the way it is right now. Uh, I, I'm thinking of whether uh, up to either the third or fourth speed in the So uh, I like the everyday, um, I like the Fournier signing because he does, he's a good player. Um, He's a good player, and I hope they resign him in the, in the uh, during this season and not wait to trade. Because he can definitely fill that Gordon Hayward role that they're lacking right now, uh, especially the, uh, coming off the bench, which he's willing to do. And he's uh, um, he could be a twenty night game performer easily. And so it's and he's got the right potential there. Mo Wagner, I don't know much about him. All I know is uh, he's like 6'11 center from uh, Washington when he made the trade. Um, I think he has potential, but then um, I think it's like probably you know, maybe one, two years in the league. Uh, I don't know 100%, but I think he definitely has potential. And he definitely uh, I mean, get a good stroke with the ball. Um, I think he's that kind of, he builds that. He brings us for a nationalist or whatever kind of game, like sort of a Tyler Hero brings the I mean, it's all too early to, to tell at this point, you know. I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, I still think it's like uh, I think the trade to get the Lolo Peace House was a good trade, actually, because yeah, you saw the last game right now with the Bucks. Robert Williams, who I've been high on for so many years since they drafted him, and I told Assad uh, that uh, I think I mentioned a couple posts that. I think he's one of the steals of that draft. Where they got him in the, in the late 20s. I mean, he, he showed pro. He proved last night. I mean, he's not going to bring... Um, when he's in there, in the paint, he instantly tries to go into the paint and try to lay uh, because he's there to swap the ball away. And I, I, I think that him getting more minutes, that, I think that's a great idea. I think he deserves, to be honest, that Brad uh, decides to do something else, but I think he should be sort of better going forward. To see what, I mean, let's see what he can do, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I mean... Going back, I guess, to the trade deadline, uh, so it was kind of like rumored early on that the Celtics were going after Aaron Gordon. They ended up with Fournier from the Magic. So are you disappointed that they didn't get Aaron Gordon? Well, I, know, I know you've been I disappointed that they didn't go after Miles Turner back in the, before the season started. Yeah, that's what I thought I was definitely disappointed because I think that was a very bad move because, you, you know, you picked up Tristan Thompson and now he's like, you know, played a game and like how many, like he hasn't played in the last five, six games. And I don't think he, I don't think he was the the perfect choice by age. Um, I, I definitely got to Miles Turner, but at this point, you know, it's. Uh, I think um, they were definitely going after Aaron Gordon, which I think would have been a huge pickup for them. You know, because then you can slide Tatum back at the small forward if you bring if you pick him in. But uh, uh, but you know, I, I think. Uh, uh, Orlando wanted market smart, and I think that was too much for something to give up. Okay, fair enough. So, as far as it sits currently right now, if the playoffs started today, the Celtics would be in the playing tournament between the seven yeah. to ten seeds. So, right. 
Uh, obviously, you see there with the East, obviously the top three teams, Milwaukee, uh, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and then Miami's probably creeping up now with the acquisition of uh, Victor Oladipo and then some of the other guys. Don Riley did it again, I guess. It looks like he got Oladipo for yeah, practice. He did. But he got Oladipo for practically nothing. <laughs> but when he missed out, uh, he definitely missed out on Aldridge, bro. Because he was the thing. Everybody, everybody was predicting Aldridge to the Heat. Yeah, His that was... With Riley and all that, and brought Aldridge to the Heat. But Aldridge said, screw that. I'm going up to New Jersey to get a ring. <laughs> okay, so let, let's kind of segue into Brooklyn. So Brooklyn has been had a crazy season just, I mean... Harden getting traded there, uh, COVID yeah. stuff with KD, injury stuff with KD, Kyrie, all the kind of like the mentally checked out stuff, uh, kind of the break from the team, new head coach and Steve Nash, assistant coach and Dan Tony, another assistant Amari. Now they got two uh, uh, buyout guys and Blake Griffin and now LaMarcus Aldridge. So... What's kind of been your take on Brooklyn? Obviously, a very skilled offensive team, but lacking defensively for sure. So, what's your? Are, are they your your surefire favorite in the East? Not yet, not yet. I still have to see them play. You know, with all these pickups, they have to. Uh, they definitely have to build a. Uh, how, how would I say? They have to build a, some sort of a, a team development first. But I, I think they have the tools in it. I think right now with the signing of Aldridge, they definitely have the tools to go to the final and possibly win the final. Yeah, I mean, you, you're talking about depth, bro. I mean, you're talking about, like, their starting uh, players are uh, going to have uh, Terrier Green, James Harden. Um, Kevin, have, uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, you're going to have at center, uh, what do you call, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Okay, and then you can have... Uh, uh, um, I don't know what Blake Griffin's status is. I don't know how well he is with even over injuries. Possibly he can be power forward. I'm just putting this uh, this scenario in. Then off the bench, you can have uh, Aldridge. You can have uh, uh, what do you call? It? You can have uh, who else do they have on their team? You can have yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie. I would, yeah, I would yeah, think, but, I would think Joe Harris is going to start along with those other four guys, and then you okay, have maybe Joe Harris, and then bring him. Aldridge off the bench. Yeah, Aldridge, Griffin off the bench. I mean, Bruce Brown, another guy that's emerged for them. So, it's true. It's, I mean, they have a stack team. Offensively, for sure, they have, I mean, that's kind of like an advantage to them down the stretch, like in these tight games. They have three superstar level guys who can create shots uh, for themselves and for others. So, I think that's going to be a big advantage to them, but it's just, I guess, some nice, their kind of like uh, solution or plan is that we're going to just outscore you guys. We're just going to outscore everyone. Exactly. And then I guess in some some cases that might not be the best thing because uh, if you can't get critical stops down the stretch, it's it can come back to bite you. Well, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, just like how we did what Lakers tried so many years ago with the super team with Poopy, uh, um, Chak, and you had... Uh, Gary Payton and, and uh, Carmelo and all these things. I mean, they were good, but when it came to the finals, they, they, everything crumbled. Yeah, they were I mean, really is, they were really old. They couldn't stay healthy. That was they were they were not very oh, that's, durable. That's, that's, yeah, maybe that's the best way to say it. They were old. 
but these guys are like a mix of young and old in the league. So I mean, that, whether or not that makes a difference, I don't know. But I, I, I am assuming that they have a great chance to win the title. This because I don't see any of the teams with the depth that they currently have. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the East, I, I, I would think they have to be the favorite for me, even though I'm not a big fan of their defense, just because those guys, all three of those guys have like high-level like playoff experience. Obviously, Harden has not been as good in the playoffs as he is usually in the regular season, just because I think uh, the game is a little more physical in the playoffs. The, the refs seem to kind of let let uh, some stuff go a little, a little more than they do in the regular season. And Harden, I... I I've always said this is very foul free throw dependent, so I think some of that kind of goes away in the playoffs. But I guess now him being kind of a, the second best player behind Durant, in my opinion, and then maybe even on some nights the third best player <laughs> behind Kyrie. So no, I, agree. I, I think agree. that's a good position for him, and I want to kind of see uh, because we kind of saw a little bit of that early on in his career when he when they went to the finals with the Thunder when he was the, kind of that ball handling guy, six man off the bench. And obviously he 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 laid a big egg in that 2012 finals as a young young guy in the league, but now with all the experience I'm I'm very interested to see him kind of in this role in a what I see to be a deep playoff run for Brooklyn. So that should be very interesting and I mean it's just uh, I mean a team on the built on the fly pretty much first year and they're very uh, fun to watch, and they, they should be very fun to watch in, in the playoffs for sure. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I mean it's very interesting, dude. You're going to have some heavyweights going at it. I think you're going to have like Philly and Bucks uh, and, uh, and now the Nets. You know, they're going to go after each other. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, right? It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, those are the three teams, and then Miami, we'll see how they kind of close out the season going into the playoffs. They'll be there for sure, but we don't know where they'll be. I'd say your Celtics will be there for sure, whether they'll be in the playoff tournament or top six. That remains to be seen. We'll see that that being determined in the next uh, 25 games, last 25 games of the regular season or so. So it should be a a fun um, NBA schedule down the stretch. So... Let's look at kind of some of these other trades. Obviously, the biggest trade that went down, the biggest name, was probably Vucevic from Orlando. Orlando yes. basically yes. traded their whole starting front court and Fournier to the Celtics, Gordon uh, to the Nuggets, and then uh, Vucevic to the Bulls. Let's talk quickly about Vucevic to the Bulls. Uh, obviously, the Bulls, good young core. They gave up, I believe, Wendell Carter. That was like the the... The main guy, and then maybe some other player. But there's. They gave up Markin, right? No, they kept Markin. They actually. It, they kept him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think another rumored trade was Markin for Lonzo Ball, but that didn't happen. Oh, that's right. But they they were able to keep Markin, so now they have a a good. I mean, Vucevic. I mean, believe it or not, this is his. I I think tenth season in the league, and he's having a career year. I think twenty four points, eleven rebounds a game. He he's shooting forty one percent from the three point line, so he's playing well, and I think I think that's a a good a good tandem going along with uh, Zach Levine and some of the other young talent they have there. Oh, I agree. I agree. So it should be fun. They're currently at the, in the tenth seed, so uh, at least let's at least I think conservative we can we can say that they'll be in the play in tournament, just given the new addition of Vucevic and then. 
kind of the talent of Zach Levine, him uh, being a first-time All-Star this season. So what's your overall take on that for the Bulls uh, moving forward? I mean, I, I like the addition of Vujic, if I'm saying that correctly. He definitely he's a good player. I mean, uh, I think he's one of the up-and-coming players. Bo Young, um, I don't know how old he actually is, but he's, Young. He's 30, and, uh, he's 30, so he's not. Oh, he's 30, okay. I mean, he, okay, sorry, sorry. I was thinking he was in my Yeah, I mean, that's why I said surprisingly, he's. This is a tenth season in the league, so. I didn't even realize. That's probably like, yeah, around like 27, 28. But okay, he's thirty. But I mean, he's up and coming. I think he's in his prime right now. Um, I think the Bulls have. Uh, I think they we tooled their roster pretty well, uh, and they also picked up uh, Daniel Teeth. I don't know if they're going to waive him or what. What happened? But I, I think he's a good role player for them, and he can sort of, uh, with the experience, he can teach him sort of thing. Uh, so I think it, it's a great pickup for them. I mean, whether or not they uh, um, they get better, that's a different story. We'll see how everything works out. Usually, um, as you see in the league, usually when they, when teams pick up new players, it takes some time to get. So we'll see. They definitely see, but, I, but, they, but they definitely have a lot of upside. Yeah, I mean, for sure, I mean, it should be fun. They're like a young, fun team to watch. So at least, at the very least, let's hope they're in that play-in uh, tournament seven to ten, because I don't see any. I don't really see anybody below them right now, kind of creeping up either Detroit, Orlando, Washington, Cleveland, and then or Toronto, who's having just an absolute uh, uh, yeah. sh- a shit show of a year. I mean, playing in their home games in Tampa, and then I, I mean. Keeping Kyle Lowry, I don't know why they didn't just get rid of him because he's going to walk in free agency anyways at the end of the season. Well, I think what happened was they wanted to get rid of him, and, and the two teams were the Lakers and, and Clippers were up were going after them. But the Clippers uh, ended up signing Rondo, which I think is a great move for them. Uh, we've always seen the playoff for Rondo uh, last year with the Lakers and what he did. I think he brings uh, his experience to that. Uh, yeah, that I, I think their asking price for, for Lowry was a little too much. And, I mean, it, just looking at I it, so. he was kind of like the big well, name that was going to get moved for sure. He didn't get moved at all. Well, Lonzo Ball didn't, didn't get, get moved at all. Uh, so, well, they didn't want to get a, uh, uh, what is the name, Torin, uh, Torin, uh, Torin, uh, Torin, uh, Torin, uh Taylor Horton Tucker, yeah. Yeah, something like that. The Lakers did not want to get rid of him. So that's why that clean fell through. Uh, so, I mean, we will say because uh, Lowry will definitely, I mean, we'll see what happens with all He's going to be a free agent, but, uh, but uh, you know what they all say? They all mention that, like, hey, you know what? I don't want to stay with Toronto. I don't want to stay with the team. We'll see, you know. Hey, definitely going to be interesting draft. One of the. Yeah, I think Toronto, the, the, the asking price is going to be too high for them to keep him around. I know he's probably what most could, would consider. The greatest Toronto Raptor in in, in franchise no, history, sure. because of of that title run and then just how long he's been there and kind of the the consistent play that he's had. But yeah, Toronto just terrible year for them. I mean, you have the uh, Pascal Siakam uh, situation with Nick Nurse. I think they they went at it after a game, and then they've been all well, been. I a- think that. Well, I thought they would trade him, Pascal Siakam, but uh, I guess not. Okay, so no, I think they're going to kind of keep him around with Ananobi and some of the other guys they have, Van Vliet. I mean, they they did get rid of Norman Powell to Portland. So that was one of their productive uh, bench players uh, on the, on this year's team. But 
we'll see. I mean, it's just disaster of the year. I, I just don't see them kind of getting in that uh, playing tournament. I mean, that's like their ceiling, the playing tournament, but it's just yeah. been a disaster. Yeah. Playing their home games in Tampa has just been uh, a very bad season for them. We'll see what they what they can do next season. So let's talk about kind of another team at the top. I mean, sorry to the Philly fans. They're sitting at number one, and then we're we're barely talking about them 21 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> the 32-13 and 13 Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Joel Embiid was having an MVP-type season, was pretty much the front runner until he got injured with that hyperextended knee. And now, but they're still playing well. They're nine and one. Their last ten games, they're on a four-game winning streak. Uh, I think they've uh, ha- have better balance this season as compared to last season. Some experience, experiments last season and Josh Richardson and Al Horford that did not work. Now they have uh, Doc Rivers, the new coach, coaching his son-in-law Ste- Seth Curry. Excuse me, not Seth, not Steph. Seth Curry. They got Danny Green. Uh, ben Simmons is a. One of the top three uh, defensive player of the year candidates. He still can't shoot for shit, but he can do everything else pretty damn good. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. So what's your take on the Sixers sitting at number one currently? Uh, as far as, I mean, we've seen that they've been a contending team in the regular season, but they haven't gotten to that conference finals in a very long while, long while since the Iverson days, pretty much. So what... I don't know, dude. I mean, it's kind of... Old. Um, you know, it's kind of a little strange what they did. I like, I mean, the pick of, uh, of George Hill, that's sort of a little flexible to me. Uh, because I know they're, uh, um, uh, I know they're paying, uh, Ben Simmons was actually that point forward. So now you bring him in, so, uh, so it's Ben Simmons, uh, but go to the goal. They have one guard, so what they do, they're going to pick up the guard. The guy is going to have to be two for the number. I don't know what that uh, pickup was for. I mean, how good it will be now. But, I mean, other than that, I don't think they will pick up the red deadline. Yeah, I mean, the, no no major pick up, pickups for them. I mean, I think their team was kind of already kind of like set. I mean, their rotation. I mean, obviously Simmons and Embiid. Then you have uh, Seth Curry, obviously a good shooter for them. Danny Green, 3 and D type guy. And then some of the, yeah. kind of their other young guys, Matisse Thibel, uh, Tyrese Maxey, some of the other guys, Forkan Korkmaz, another uh, three-point shooting shooting type guy. And then I think that's uh, like, but like Barkley always says, they're only going to go as far as uh, Embiid and Simmons. Embiid and Simmons yeah, take them, and Simmons. and more so, more so Embiid. But I guess the, it's kind of like the same uh, kind of issues for them. Like, how do defenses react to them? Because they need to kind of mix it up a little down the stretch when you have kind of a, a shooting liability in Simmons down the stretch where he's teams know that he's just basically penetrating to kick. He's not really penetrating to take a mid-range jumper or something like that. So that's yeah, kind of... No, I, I agree. I agree. I so, agree with that. That's, uh, I mean, that's one of the things you're looking at with that. I mean, that's the... Um, that's what you actually have to look at with this situation because they're... I mean, their offense is going to run around Simmons and especially in Bain, he's hurt. I think you lost their offense. Yeah, so you either put a lot of shooters, like three extra shooters along with Simmons and Bead. So, like, it would be Curry, Kirk Maz, and uh, what, what's it, Danny Green. Or you put in kind of like uh, 
uh, I guess, a, a lineup with Simmons and Bead. Well, Thibel's another guy who's kind of like Simmons. He can't really shoot. He's just kind of like a defensive guy. And he can't really kind of like ball handle either. So you either go there with kind of like... And then if you go that route where you have Thibel and Simmons, you have to definitely run the offense at the elbow through Embiid as opposed to exactly. running it through Simmons. So I don't know I, I, if that's probably like two guys that can't really shoot. I think that's too many. And they're already kind of predictable offensively with just Simmons out there in late game stretches. So it has to be something like Simmons and three shooters and Embiid. I think that's the optimal way. That way you can space the floor, get... Simmons some uh, space, uh, open lanes to towards the rim and to kick out the shooters or to kind of uh, create a layup or, or driving lane for himself. So that's kind of the, the recipe, in my opinion, for them to have success and make a deep playoff run, hopefully. No, I agree. I totally agree with you. you know, I mean, right now, uh, really, is that number one? But I think they will not be number one. My opinion, I think, uh, uh, I think uh, the Bucks are uh, has a great shot to be number one at that end the rest of the season. I think it's, it's, it's there, like, it's like, like you mentioned, they're completely based on how Embiid is doing, you know, and deeper, but whatever the status. I do like to pick up Dwight Howard. He probably gives them a backup center. Uh, I wouldn't say reliable, but, but it gives him a decent backup center. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Like, you, you saw last season basically what he was for the Lakers, like 15, 20 minutes of energy a game, uh, catch some lobs, get some rebounds, uh, uh, be a little physical with some of the opposing team's uh, top players, and then kind of just stick in his role. I mean, that's basically what he is right now. I mean, he's not that superstar MVP type uh, player that he was with in his Orlando days, he's basically yeah now like a, a specialized niche role role player, uh, big man type guy, and I think that's that's good for them. I mean, kind of just to provide Embiid a little bit of rest, and then kind of now just to ride the ship a little bit with Embiid out for I think he's been out the last two weeks. He's probably going to be out another two weeks to get him healthy for the yeah. the playoffs. So. So that's where the depth comes in, and then, but let let's move on to another Eastern Conference team. This team obviously has fizzled in the playoffs, as we've seen the last two seasons. Uh, they were the number one seed the last two seasons in the Eastern Conference, going into the playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they're twenty nine fifteen currently, sitting in third place. Giannis has been playing very well lately, uh, kind of like MVP type level. But I don't know. Let's see if he he can kind of get into that MVP race. Just because, uh, given that LeBron suffered a, a bad injury, Embiid is injured. I mean, uh, Jokic has probably got to be at the top of that, and then I guess Giannis is probably creeping up. We'll see what happens with that. But what's your been your thought on Mil on Milwaukee so far this season? Forty five games into I mean, the season. I mean, they're definitely a strong team. I mean, I mean, no doubt. I mean, they're definitely, they're definitely a strong team. Any team that has uh, a some of the team. It's a deadly team in in my eyes, you know. So they're they're definitely a strong team. Uh, I I do like the pickup of uh, the guy but Are you they, talking about Drew I, Holiday? No, no, no. They picked up. Uh, uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, um, uh, 
ไปอ played with who oh PJ Tucker you're talking about PJ Tucker okay Yeah, I mean, it seems like the same kind of issue for them. I mean, just kind of what uh, fizzled them last few seasons in the playoffs. I mean, if you're if you're kind of looking at down the stretch, like in in big game situations, who's kind of their creator to make a big shot? I mean, I mean Giannis. I mean, are, do we trust Giannis completely yet to make a big shot? I mean, do we trust I mean, Mi- I mean, Middleton? He's the best one to have, I think. <laughs> yeah, in Middleton. You have. Uh, um, I mean, I'm looking at the roster. I- Else, Obviously, Drew, Drew Holiday is a, another ball handler for them, but I guess he's kind of known more for his defense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean... I mean, it, you have Dante DiVincio. I mean, he, uh, I know he's a good shooter, but I mean, you really trust him all Yeah, the rest of these guys, Tucker, DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, Connaughton, these are all like spot-up guys. They're not guys that can really create for themselves. No, correct. So that's I mean, kind that's of that's kind of their problem again. Does that's the question? Does Drew Holiday bring that kind of element to the point where they were lacking it the last couple seasons in the playoffs against Toronto, against Miami last season in the bubble? Does he yeah. uh, remedy that problem for them in this this year's playoffs? I mean, what what do you think on that? Um, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't. I still think I mean they're a strong team, but then I think it comes down to like you mentioned, uh, who's going to take the ball shot in the last uh, in the last seconds of the game? Who's going to control the game when there's two minutes left to go? You know, you, yeah, I mean, obviously thinking Giannis, but you know, if Giannis is um, he, he gets double team, triple team, then no one else has to make the shot. Who do you trust? So I mean, it, 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 like you mentioned, I don't. I mean, it's pretty hard to say. Uh, what's going to happen? I mean, uh, I mean, unless they find somebody uh, or someone well, man's up and says, "Hey, you know what? Give me that ball. I'll take care of it." Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, a guy who can kind of create for himself and hit the jumper consistently, the only one is really Middleton uh, on their team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Giannis obviously can create for himself, but I still don't think his jumper is consistent. And uh, I, my opinion, personally, I. Definitely have Philly and Brooklyn ahead of them, and maybe even Miami. Just considering what Miami has done uh, at the trade deadline, getting Oladipo, I think they got Ariza as well. I think they they still have uh, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. So they're getting healthier, they're getting stronger, moving into the playoffs. So I don't even know if I put them ahead of Miami as a kind of like a, a scary well, team I, in the Eastern I Conference. Agree. I mean, I mean, 
Well, other words are why I'm saying that because they still have John. <laughs> Mary does not have a guy like John. I mean, you could you see a lot last year when when they played against the Lakers. Um, I mean, uh, um, but that Anthony Davis was a bubble. They don't have a big two. They don't have a big guy. I mean, their their center. Uh, I don't recall his name, but he's what six nine. Yeah, Brooke Lopez is Brooke Lopez is a pretty big guy at seven foot, but he's kind of he's not your traditional bang in the paint type center. He's he likes to shoot threes, stretch the floor, and he's not very physical defender. So any other kind of like a uh, big man that comes across, whether it be uh, Anthony Davis on the Lakers or uh, Embiid on the Sixers, I don't think he's equipped to stop. Uh, I stopped those uh, high-level players. The the best defender on their team, obviously, is Giannis. And then probably yeah, after that, Drew Holiday and yeah, uh, Chris yeah, Milton. I don't know. I was talking about the Heat. You look at the Heat. Their, their center is what? Bam uh, uh, Abeo, who's like 6'9", 55. Well, I was talking about like basketball. Oh, okay. But Lakers dominated because, I mean, Bam yeah. Abeo was called Davis. Yeah, I know. There's not very many people that can stop Anthony Davis, and then Bam. Uh, he's shown good signs of to be a developing player and be a star level player, superstar level player. And obviously, he unfortunately, he, I think he got like an injured hand as well in the in the finals. Yeah. So that yeah. obviously didn't help, but nonetheless, Anthony Davis actually absolutely dominated in the first couple of games. So. Well, exactly. You see, I mean, they had nobody. Who can uh, and nobody over six nine, um, maybe six ten uh, at the most, who can actually defend them? I mean, they 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 tried to beat him in the small ball and they got crushed. Yeah, I mean, I what, mean that, that, they tried to go up against small ball with the Lakers, who I guess did a lot better with Anthony Davis at the five, LeBron at the four, and then KCP, uh, Rondo, whoever else they threw in there, Danny Green, so. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. It should be fun. I mean, But those are kind of my top four teams in some order. Philly, uh, obviously the top two for sure, Philly, Brooklyn. My favorite, I, if I had to pick right now, gun to my head, I would say Brooklyn. Just too much star power, too much offense, too much ball uh, ball well, creation, they facilitation. Can and they can beat you with uh, three different guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> It doesn't matter. It could be Harden, Irving, or it could be uh, Durant. They can beat you with three different guys. It doesn't have one. Doesn't have all one of them does not have to produce. I mean, all three of them. No, they're not. Uh, that's the. Uh, I guess what they are. I mean, we'll see. Like you said, I mean, we'll see what what's going to happen. Are they going to match? I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, there's still time to go before the playoff, but the twenty games, I think. So. Uh, we'll see what happens, you know. But uh, on paper, they definitely look like uh, uh, they definitely look like the paper at this time. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, those are kind of the top teams. I mean, you have some like other like young teams, Charlotte, New York, Atlanta. But unfortunately for Charlotte, their rookie Lamelo Ball is uh, putting up uh, yeah, rookie of the year campaign. He injured his, uh, broke his wrist, and is going to be out the rest of the season. Unfortunately, so. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, unfortunately for that. So, I I guess not, I guess they're very young teams, but I think as far as contending style, I don't think we need to talk about them much, those three teams we just mentioned, <laughs> as far as the Eastern Conference. So, 
I mean, uh, the Hawks, they did give up Rondo. I mean, he did not have a very good season with them in the 40, 45 games like that. that he was there. So. I think Rondo is like uh, the difference between pregnancy and Rondo and being Rondo. Yes. Yeah. Seen, like, like, even after with the Lakers, he didn't. He didn't bring his team and he didn't do much. In the playoff time, he was on the on his game. He made a lot of plays that helped them win the championship. Yeah, for sure. So, like, with that, well, let's move on to the Western Conference now. Uh, we got Utah at the top at thirty-three and eleven, and they've looked absolutely spectacular. A difference from this team compared to past Utah teams is that they've uh, much more potent offensively, much faster pace offensively, much more deliberate, and not kind of that slow pace that they had the last like three, four seasons or so. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Conley has played well. Mitchell has uh, continued his growth. Uh, they locked up Rudy Gobert in a five-year, $200 million contract. Uh, they have uh, Boyan Bogdanovich back healthy. Still have Joe Ingles. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is a top six-man of the year candidate. He's playing really well. So what have you seen from Utah so far this season? I mean, I've seen the main thing is Consistency with them, you know, they, they've been, uh, I mean, they've been uh, pretty much right off. I mean, to be where they're at, they've been consistent. I mean, we haven't seen them drop in them like, uh, like, you know, like, you know, like uh, uh, most teams, some players will drop off at some point and maybe they'll come back later. But I haven't seen that with them. They're like, uh, they're steady and I think that's what's keeping them uh, as the best, uh, probably with the best. Uh, one of the best teams in the league at home. Okay, so a lot has been made. Uh, a lot of like uh, chatter out there that basically they're kind of similar to those late '90s teams with Stockton and Malone. They're they do good in the regular season, but they can't really get over the hump in in the playoffs. Right. In the playoffs against some of these other Western Conference teams, whether it be the Lakers, Phoenix, now Clippers, Denver, do you see them as a legitimate threat to? Beat any any of those teams in a seven game series. I think so. I definitely think so. I mean, they they definitely have a chance. You know, whether they could have won the story, but I mean, they definitely have a chance. I mean, you guys have a strong team. You know, I mean, like you mentioned, they have Mike Conley playing well, Manny Gobert playing well. I mean, those guys. I mean, the defense is what. I think the best in the league. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah, one, one of the top defenses. And obviously, Rudy Gobert, again, another defensive player of the year candidate for the for another season. So, No, I think they definitely have a shot. You know, I mean, they have a shot here. You get to the Western Conference Finals. Even if you're possibly get to the Finals. But it's like I said, uh, they have to maintain that position. If any level of, uh, in my opinion, if any level of, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. For sure, yeah. I said, I mean, they definitely could, but I, I'm, I'm kind of like on the skeptical side. I, I, I kind of just want to wait and see it, see them actually do it before I say anything. So. No, no, I, I agree. You know, I mean, that, that's the way I am too. But I just think that it's like I said, if they maintain their consistency, it's going to be tough to beat. Them. 
Yeah, I mean... Then again, we're going to have to see if they can maintain that. Yeah, I mean, if they can maintain the consistency or they're just peaking too early, I mean, we'll see it. But I I definitely, for sure, want to see them healthy in the playoffs. Um, uh, Unfortunately for them last season, Boyan Bogdanovich got injured. He wasn't able to play in the playoffs at all. And now this year, hopefully he can stay healthy. And then they have Clarkson playing a lot better as the, one of the top six man of the year candidates. So, no, exactly. Exactly. so hopefully we just see them healthy, whatever seed they do end up in. They're currently the number one seed, uh, three games ahead of Phoenix, for the, who is the number two seed. So that'll take us to Phoenix. So uh, it's amazing what a difference Chris Paul can make. He made a, such a difference with Oklahoma City last season. And now with Phoenix, he's got them sitting... 44 games in the season, the second seed in the Western Conference, the highest seed they've been since the Steve Nash Amari days in, in the er, mid 2000s. So, what have you seen from Phoenix with their young core, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikal Bridges? What have you seen? I mean, obviously, Devin Booker, I mean, he's talented. Yeah, I think, uh, what, uh, I think another thing is, I, uh, I think they're a young team, uh, but uh, uh, they have a lot of depth on that team. But I do like, yeah, especially with, uh, with, with Chris Paul fighting there, I mean, he's a good leader. And he's the one who got the foot. His job is to make her ride everybody in the front. And I think he's one of the better guys in the team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Chris Paul has been absolutely spectacular. Another all-star season for him. Uh, He's been the anchor of their kind of their pace, uh, getting everyone involved from Devin Booker to DeAndre Ayton to Mikal Bridges, who has become an elite level uh, 3 and D guy in the league. Uh, Absolutely spectacular with his three-point shooting with his uh, defense, both on the ball, off the ball, his long arms. Uh, it's been really fun to watch him play and then watch their team play and grow under uh, Monty Williams and then Chris Paul as kind of that veteran leader, point guard. They traded for him in the offseason, and it's it's been spectacular. Hopefully uh, they can stay healthy. Healthy uh, Chris Paul, that's always always been the problem for him and his yeah, his exactly. in his I career, untimely injuries for him, and in playoff runs. So we've seen that multiple exactly. times. So hopefully, uh, knock on wood, he can stay away from that uh, this season and get Phoenix into a good position in the playoffs. But ultimately, like I guess this is another question for them: Do you see can these te- this team compete with the late the likes of the Lakers, the Clippers? The Nuggets. I mean, they can definitely compete, but I don't think they'll, uh, they'll win it in that seven through. Yeah. They definitely can compete. But I don't think they'll. I think still, they're still needing a little more leadership on their team. In my mind. I think they still need a veteran leader that sort of, uh, that can help with them. This is what, it, I mean, the playoffs come down to uh, veteran leadership. We have to yeah, I mean for sure well, that the, been there, you know. That's going to be a big thing for them. I mean, aside from Paul and Booker, I don't those are the two most consistent. Everyone else is kind of like inconsistent even given how much I do like Mikal Bridges, he's kind of still a young player, he's inconsistent. DeAndre Ayton yeah. is inconsistent and then 
he's a he's a big man, so of course, kind of the the foot injury issues have to kind of come and play with him as well. So they should be fun to watch, yeah, exactly. but I don't see them kind of as a true contender, uh, as kind of like the likes of the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, whomever else else you want to put in there. So. No, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so w- with that, well, we'll move on to third seed then. Los Angeles Clippers, obviously coming off a disappointing uh, 3-1 or, or loss in the conference semifinals in the Nuggets last season. Uh, they've been, uh, I mean, they started off good and then they had like a little rough patch. Like every team, I mean, kind of has gone through that like one, two-week stretch where they had like the, the COVID protocols, the injuries, so... I guess they suffered a little bit of that. I mean, some injuries to, I guess, Ibaka, Beverly, uh, some COVID protocol stuff to Paul George, Kawhi Leonard here and there. So, but they've been playing a little better lately, a four-game winning streak. Uh, They've been shooting the three ball very well all season. Uh, Paul George started off very well. He's been a little inconsistent recently. Kawhi, and then obviously the the big trade for them. Let's see how it pans out. We can't, we won't really be able to determine that until the playoffs, like you said, with playoff Rondo. He's thirty five now, so the only I guess downside is that maybe he's um, a lot of mileage on him, and then maybe kind of that magic runs out at some point. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, that's hopefully. what we've been saying for years. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why the. But the Celtics traded him. They thought the magic was gone. But when they traded him, the magic came right back up. He he put the hat through it. You know? Yeah, playoff Rondo is is a real but, thing. We've seen it. Uh, no, he no, he is, dude. He I mean, he's he definitely brings to that team. Yeah, I mean, he brings another veteran presence to that team. Another champion veteran presence. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so. To the Clippers, and I, I, I think he sort of. Uh, he shows up the hole that the Clippers had. Yeah, I for sure. I mean, was a consistent point guard. Yeah, and consistent point that, guard, you know? and then like a, a ball handler, and then like also another point is like a veteran leader, uh, kind of like a, a high IQ guy in the locker room who has gone through various different type of battles. And that that moniker playoff Rondo is real for sure. I mean, back in his young days, going against LeBron, Wade, Bosh, uh, he had killer games there, and then even moving into that that season with Chicago, he had an incredible run there with New Orleans with when they, with Davis and Drew Holiday when they beat Portland last season with the Lakers on on their way to the title. So we've seen him step up, and let's just hope he that magic doesn't run out and he can do it for the Clippers again this season in the playoffs down the stretch in big games, control the tempo, get Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, quality looks, uh, and then continue his uh, emergence of his improved uh, mid-range jump shot, which which he showed last season in the conference yeah. finals and the finals. I think this is a positive. Uh, uh, I really, I personally like the signing of the Clippers. It's, this is exactly what they were looking for. I mean, they were looking at Joe Hill, looking at Kyle uh, uh, Rowley. If they they got him, I would definitely have one of the favorites. But I mean, that didn't happen. But 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 Wando is not that far off. Yeah, not going to be the guy that can get you uh, uh, 25, 30 points a game. But, uh, but maybe that's not what the Clippers need. The Clippers need a guy to build it, but also to Leonard and Dort. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, they just need uh, continuity, and then they need kind of a guy that can kind of come there as like a veteran leader. And then the Clippers have been heavily dependent on a lot of three-point shooting. So you've seen some of the nights they kind of get blown out by lesser teams. Uh, It's due in in large part to their bad shooting, and then the other team kind of getting hot. So, I mean, just uh, that's one concern. Uh, Being a Clipper fan, uh, you'd like to see more consistency, kind of take care of the teams that you're supposed to beat, and then just build continuity with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and then uh, defensively with Ibaka and Zubak. So Ibaka I've I've really liked, but he's suffered some injuries lately. He he hasn't played for a while, I think, about a week or two weeks. So hopefully just going into the playoffs, they can have the band together, uh, everyone healthy, and Rondo at at playoff Rondo level, and hopefully they can make a a deep playoff run. Exactly. Exactly. I think... Uh, I don't know, I mean, who all on the roster, but I mean, I know there's uh, some free agents who got caught up still out there, and if they could pick up another page. Yeah, I mean, as far as the buyout market, the only, I mean, Andre Drummond is uh, kind of the big one. I think for sure he's going to the Lakers, and then the only other one I can, the only other one I can see is Jabari Parker, and I don't know. Uh, Gorgie Dong about that. Gorgie Jing, okay. Yeah, maybe maybe they get him. Maybe they get him. I mean, that's another seven footer right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's defensive minded guy. He can play 10, yeah. 15 minutes a game. But I think co- down the stretch in those close games, I mean, they've struggled this season in the close games. I mean, they haven't fared well. Hopefully, they can. That's good that maybe it's happening now. They can kind of uh, remedy the situation going into the playoffs. But I think the lineup has to be for sure. Uh, Rondo, Kawhi, Paul George, Marcus Morris, and Serge Ibaka. Exactly. I think that that's kind of be that's got to be the the crunch time five, the closing five. I just I I like Zubak as a center, but I just don't think he can defend as well as Ibaka can. And I know for sure Kawhi trusts Ibaka a lot more than he does Zubak for sure. So has a little problem with the ball but, uh, <laughs> but you're right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, I mean, n- how the Clippers fare in the playoffs, hopefully better than they did last season, uh, blowing that exactly. 3-1 lead, but we'll move on now to the, across, across the way, the defending champions of Los Angeles Lakers, going through some rough, rough patches, obviously, 5-5 five and five in their last 10, uh, they lost LeBron to a high ankle sprain, he's going to miss probably the next four to five weeks from now, Anthony Davis has uh, had, I think, uh, Achilles issue. Uh, he's been out for the last two weeks. I think he'll be probably be out for another two weeks, I would say. So they're trying to ride the ship. It looks like, I don't know if it's confirmed for sure yet, but it looks like all signs point to them getting Andre Drummond off the buyout market. So uh, let me ask you this question. I've kind of heard it a little. Any chance that the Lakers fall out? Out completely out of the playoff picture, even the playing game picture. What do you think? No, 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 no. I don't think they'll fall out. I think they're too good of an team. Okay. Fall out. You know, I mean, I think with the Lakers, they definitely have a shot, but it's all it's all going to depend on the health of James and uh, the health of uh, of Davis. That's yeah. What it comes down to. I mean, we if saw those guys are not healthy. They're not going to. They're not going to. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, Davis, we've seen this pretty much his whole career. He's kind of always battled injuries, and uh, luckily for them, last season, nothing major. He was able to stay uh, durable, consistent, and nothing major happened last season. A few scares, obviously, here and there, but no major injuries. This season, I mean, we'll see. Exactly. It I mean, hasn't no been the case. And then LeBron, the most durable player in NBA history, we're seeing signs of father time catching up to him as well. Yeah, that's, what exactly, that's what exactly he is doing, his father time. Yeah, so LeBron James is father time, and and and, and, like he needs to. I know he uh, the nature of his game. He wants to play every single game. He wants to make an impact in every single game. But you know, sometimes you have to like uh, sort of sit out in some, um, uh, especially as you sit out games that are not meaningless or whatever it is, because you want to avoid this situation. And uh, unfortunately, this what is now. Hopefully, he gets better. When the playoffs start, I mean, uh, I think he will, but we'll see how. Yeah, he will. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's really any other player in the NBA who takes care of his body as well as LeBron does. So, yeah. all the, exactly. all the kind of money, the work that he, the time that he puts into it, I think he'll figure it out. And then, but just aside from those two, uh, they do have some guys that can kind of create offense. I've, we've seen the emergence of Horton Tucker. Uh, Kyle Kuzma obviously has to step up. Montrezl Harrell, the energy guy off the bench. Uh, and then Dennis Schroeder as well has shown that he can create offense. So they have to kind of right that ship, and then they have to hopefully bring in Drummond to kind of uh, stay. Well, bring in Drummond, they got to let some go. And I think they're already at 15 as it is. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll wave someone or demote someone to the, demote someone yeah, to the... Yeah, somebody has to go. They'll demote someone to the, uh, the G League, maybe. G League, yeah. So we'll see. So. Yeah, I mean, if they bring in Drummond, I mean, uh, I mean, to be honest, Drummond is uh, there's a reason why he is not uh, one of the top centers in the league. I mean, he he's a decent center, don't get me wrong, but he's not top center, but he's a little slow. Um, he's not as quick as most of the centers now, and uh, he's one of those old school kind of centers. And maybe you know what, he'll definitely help out. That's yeah, no doubt, I mean, but I think, uh, but I think, but. But what the Lakers need, I think, more than him, I think they get healthy, Davis healthy LeBron. Yeah, for sure. No, no one, I don't think anybody's questioning that. But I think to, just to right the ship right now, they need scoring from another big man. Yeah, some guy, another guy that can give them depth right now with their injuries. Uh, give them scoring. Give them kind of some minutes, just kind of uh, to kind of keep Davis and LeBron. Give them the rest come back when they're ready and then kind of keep them somewhere in between that like six and four range hopefully for them but i mean there's a very realistic pause i don't for sure i don't think they fall to 11 that's definitely no, not, not going to happen not gonna but i could i, I, I could definitely see a realistic scenario of them falling somewhere between seven and ten yeah i can see that happening uh between seven and ten i can definitely see that happening but i don't think it, they get out of that uh, i don't think they, they go past that they're too good of a uh, roster on that team to get past to that level. And then seven, ten, and ten. That's. Uh, I mean, I know they're the Lakers, but that's uh, not where you want to be if 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 no, you're exactly, the Lakers and exactly, have your exactly. season come down to two games. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. And I think with the Lakers, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, uh, they're most likely going to get Roman. I mean, uh, but it, it's like I. Uh, like I, I mean, like I, I, I believe it, it's on the health of uh, Davis and LeBron uh, when they come back and how healthy they come back. They, they can't rush it either because that's one of the main things you see. You come back too early and you get hurt again, then you're off the season. Yeah, for so sure. I mean, that, that's one thing they should I mean, I don't think they should rush him. 
says, hey, you know what? I mean, at the most, they go to to 78 feet. If they still dig, they still get a fire. Yeah. Uh, that's not a problem. And then, um, I, then some of those top seams, if they the Lakers do fall in that range, have to the two seed might have to play the Lakers, right? So exactly. that's, so that's, that's the whole thing. So, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's much loss, but I think it's, if uh, either LeBron or if uh, Davis does not come back healthy, then that's not that's going to be the killer. Yeah, I mean, that that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see what happens for them the last 26 games of their regular I mean, season. Uh, also, the Lakers, I don't understand. I mean, I don't... I mean, one thing I don't understand when um, when Toronto was going to trade Cal Raleigh to, you know, you had to give up with Glenn who's a, a starting guard from Ohio State. I don't even know much about him, but they didn't want, they were reluctant to give him up. Yeah, I don't know how much they really needed Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry, I mean, they, they probably had to give up more than Taylor Horton Tucker just to match the contracts, I think. Well, well, what they were doing, they were giving up some players. I don't recall, but what what's happening is that, I mean, obviously what I've been hearing, I mean, I just watch ESPN, I'm not a big insider, but uh, what I'm hearing is they're having trouble with... Uh, with with Schroeder on his contract extension. Oh, uh, okay. So that's so, so, so that's what caused this whole idea, and they, they were looking to trade for Kyle Lowry. If you have Schroeder, you have, you have Lowry, dude. You're gonna take Lowry any day over Schroeder. Yeah, I mean Schroeder, the way he's playing this season, is probably gonna want a bigger contract at some point. Bigger contract, correct. But I don't I don't so, know I mean, how much uh, Kyle Lowry is expecting it in the off season as well. So I mean, he, I think he's currently making thirty five million. So I don't. He's yeah. probably expecting you would. You would think at least some fifteen million or something, right? So uh, probably, probably, dude. That's what I would think. I mean, based on his experience, how he's been in the league, he's uh, he's a champion, NBA champion. So I mean, he's he's gonna get paid well. Yeah, and the, I guess the Lakers didn't want to, I guess, uh, uh, gamble with the 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 future of Taylor Horton Tucker being twenty year old just just for just for just for a rental of Kyle Lowry for. Three four months of the season, so that's yeah. probably what, what it came down true. to. Yeah. So. But he, uh, I just think if they did get him, they'll be very hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, even without him, I think fully healthy, they're going to be a, a very tough out, and uh, yeah. fully healthy, they're the the favorites for sure. In just not just the Western Conference in the NBA. So. Well, the NBA, yeah, they'll be the favorites uh, uh, because they're the champions, so they're definitely the favorites. But we'll see what happens. It's all, I think it all comes down to how healthy these guys are. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're going to beat a dead horse. It, it, it only comes down to LeBron and Davis' health for this team, the two exactly. main guys. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see. So let's talk about the Nuggets now. Uh, they picked up Aaron Gordon, obviously. I think he's kind of kind of uh, replaced that void that uh, Jeremy Grant took to the Pistons. Uh, they have seem to be kind of lacking that, but Jokic obviously has been playing MVP level ball. He's probably the one of the top uh, MVP favorites right now, given this injury situations to Embiid and LeBron. And then they traded Gary Harris in, in that trade for to get Aaron Gordon. Uh, they still have, obviously, Jamal Murray has been very inconsistent. He's playing a little better, better lately. So what do you see for the Nuggets uh, so far, and how do you do you see them being a, a top-level contender? They went to the Western Conference Finals last season. What do you think? I think they have. The, uh, I think they definitely have the uh, the ability to get back to the Western I mean, I do like to pick up uh, a Aaron Gordon. You're picking up another six-nine guy who 
can we can play defense and he can be a layout scorer if he chooses to be. I mean, it, it all depends on him, you know, what he wants. I, I think what he wants and not. I, I think one of the pickups that they do like, and it's going to be sweet. I mean, <laughs> Javel McGee. I mean, I, I definitely like the pickup that he thinks he gives. Uh, he gives them a different thing uh, when uh, when they have to rest. Uh, um, Jokic, you know, that's what he he, he can come in. He, he can take some minutes, and I mean, Javel McGee, we know for. He, I mean, he's he, he, an NBA champion with the Lakers, but. I mean, you know his career, he's a little, uh, uh, he can be a little up and down, but I, 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 I really like the pickup of him. I mean, I, I think he, he fits well with them. You know, and I, I did like the pickup I think you're important. I think his presence alone, number one, defensive side will, will make things happen. I think uh, um, he can also, uh, like, you, like you mentioned, uh, Jamal Murray struggling for a bit. Uh, this guy can be He'll play point forward. Uh, that's uh, that's a possibility with Gordon. He can take some some minutes or uh, give this guy a birdie some time more rest to rest during the game. So uh, I do like the signing, uh, but I think it's all based on consistency. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean consistency is the key word for Murray. Basically, on early on in his career, I mean, yeah, we've seen him not really be a consistent regular season player, and then. And stretches in the playoffs, like we saw him go toe to toe with Donovan Mitchell. We saw him uh, play very well against the Clippers in the semifinals last season. So we have not yet seen that consistency from him. The only person we've really seen the consistency from is Jokic. And I agree. Correct. That's. Uh, I mean, that's. Uh, yeah, that's what it's been like for years. Jokic yeah, Jokic, has, as good as he was last season, has gone up even another level, and he's been playing spectacular. I mean, uh, averaging kind of like near a triple-double, so he's been absolutely sensational. Uh, I mean, the, I guess the only, I guess, slight thing, he's not, I guess, a stout defender. That might be the only slight thing, but everything else he does uh, superbly. And he's... He's got to have uh, Jamal Murray, his sidekick by his side, I mean, a full, full strength, uh, moxie, high moxie type Jamal Murray. If they want to make noise in the Western Conference, and hopefully we oh, can agree. see that. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with All right, so I guess not much more to say about the Nuggets. I mean, I I do like the signing of or, or the trade, excuse me, of Gordon. Uh, he gives them another high energy option, kind of similar to Jeremy Grant last season which they lost him to the Pistons so it should be fun to w- watch them good role guys but like like we said for some other teams it comes down to their top two guys in Jokic and Murray so we'll see how they fare moving forward into the playoffs exactly. so what about the Blazers uh similar to kind of their their past seasons uh they're dealing with a lot of injuries uh focal point of uh Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, they they did trade for Norman Powell from the uh the the Raptors, excuse me, and another good bench guy for them. Uh good scoring guy. I, they they got rid of Gary Trent in that trade. So any any thoughts on the Blazers? Any thoughts of them making noise or are they going to kind of fare like they they've been faring the last couple seasons? What do you think? No, I think they definitely have the ability. To, I mean, I, I do like the pickup uh, they made. Uh, you know, they, 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 they're, 
Yeah, I mean, they, I got, they got to the conference finals in 2019. Uh, they were able to get there uh, kind of due to some injuries in the Western Conference and stuff like that. Or not so much injuries. They were out, able to beat uh, Denver that season in a seven-game uh, series, and then they got smoked by Golden State. Last season, obviously, they dealt with a lot of injuries. They, got, they lost in five to the Lakers in the first round. And then... They have, uh, I mean, a lot of depth now. I mean, Zach Collins is back. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, again, un- unfortunately, he's uh, hurt again. Seems like yeah. he's always getting hurt. <laughs> exactly. And then they have they have Enos Cantor back in the mix, Derek Jones Jr., uh, Robert Covington. So uh, I think all the pieces are there. I mean, it's just uh, they got to kind of, uh, if they really want to get to the finals, I mean, that they gotta kind of make it happen soon enough the next couple of seasons, but I don't I don't see it happening personally. Just too much uh, firepower in the Western Conference at the top with the Lakers, Phoenix, Clippers, Utah, all those teams. I don't think they're really better than any of those teams, and I think it's gonna be a tough uphill battle for them. But they should stay in some games just because of the shooting they have with McCollum and Lillard, and but to compete with those. Uh, Top teams, I I don't think they have the firepower to do that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, they're still lacking some uh, consistent scoring besides Lillard and, uh, and, and uh, McCollum. Nurkic. Nurkic, yeah. I mean, uh, the pickup is good of McCollum, but I don't think the difference maker. Yeah, he's definitely not like a, a high-level difference maker against some of those top teams. And then I guess, I mean, that's kind of like the the more inherent problem for Blazers. I mean, they're they're building their 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 team around two stars who are or guards. I guess you need, I guess, top level like strong wing guys. So I agree, who, yeah. who are versatile and can play defensively. So I don't think they have that yet. And then. I guess not much else to say about the Blazers. So, <laughs> not much. honestly, not much. <laughs> yeah. So, be- between seven and ten right now in, in the conference, in the Western Conference, the only other two teams that kind of excite me there, Dallas and Golden State. So, what have you seen with uh, Dallas? Uh, they they traded for JJ Redick and Nicola Melli at the trade deadline. Uh, Luca D- has has been uh, good again. Kristaps, uh, some injury problems to him. He's been inconsistent. So, what do you see for them? I don't see much more of a, yeah. a, a difference for them, to be honest. I mean, I, I like Luka. Definitely, I like I think he's one of the top four doors of the league, even on the bet. Then, uh, I mean, uh, I definitely like him. Pretty uh, good good player, but he did enjoy it growing. Um, and other than that, I mean, they, they picked up, uh, uh, like, many uh, other guys. I, I thought they were going to wave him, but, uh, but I guess not the point. Yeah, I guess they're gonna keep him around. We'll see. I mean, he's gonna be a free agent at the end of the season, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. So they keep him around. So. 
anyhow, but I don't think they did. I mean, I I felt they uh, they were they will be there in the in the top like five to fifteen in the West. Yeah, they'll be in the plan the playing tournament. That's where I see for them, and I see that's kind of this what I see the same for Golden State. Steph has yeah. been balling out, uh, but obviously, the the injury to Clay has hurt them. Uh, inconsistency to start the season from Ubre and Wiggins, uh, Draymond Green uh, back to the triple single form, like Barkley said. Yes, <laughs> but uh, he's he's been getting better for them, but and kind of being like a veteran leader and stuff. And then James Wiseman. Uh, he hasn't been spectacular. He's been, I guess, consistent. Uh, they really like him from all the the chatter that I hear, and we'll see what he can do f- moving forward. But correct. This well, is. I guess one of the scariest things they have is you better look at what I don't know where they are in the standing. They're number ten right now. So number ten in the, in the west. Or? In the west, yeah. Yeah. So. They're number so ten right now. Yeah. yeah, they're currently. Golden State is currently. Uh, yeah, they're pretty much. Uh, I don't know where league's heading, but if they continue to fail, dude, I mean, well, I mean, that's uh, that's even lucky for them. You're looking, you're looking at next year's draft, which is one of the best in in how many years now. If they get fight shit. Top five pick and yeah, I don't see them having a top five pick like they did last season to get Wiseman, but just because I think they will be in the playing tournament. But I mean, they do have some teams uh, kind of chasing them behind Sacramento, New Orleans, Oklahoma yeah. City. Maybe Sacramento, New Orleans, giving them a run for that, or we'll see. But I do see them being somewhere in the seven to ten in that playing tournament. I think Steph is too good to not get them there, but. They'll they will have a lottery pick for sure. I don't think it will be like a top. It might not even be a top ten. I don't think. But wow. but but they're saying I mean, they've been saying for a long, long time now. Like last year, we talked about it. This pick, uh, I think the depth in this we uh, the depth in this draft will go down. I mean, every it, it literally go to the end of the first round. Yeah, I mean, we got some yeah, some good guys in, in this this year's draft. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So, I think, it's, uh, hey, if they win, it's, it's great. But if they lose, it's all good. It might turn out to be better. But then you get um, a play back next year. I mean, yeah, that, that's how they build their, their dynasty the first time, drafting well. Steph, Clay, well, Draymond, exactly. Harrison Barnes. Yeah. So, maybe they can I do it again. I, 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 I thought Harrison Barnes would get traded for the game. Yeah, Harrison Barnes yeah. is another guy who was su- surprising along with Ball, Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry that didn't get traded. So I don't know what the Kings are doing, but honestly, they need to rebuild quickly. The Kings, I don't. they've just kind of been in the same spot they've been the last two seasons. I mean, uh, kind of around the 10-11 seed. They're right there again. So, I mean, they do have... <laughs> Exciting young players in Buddy Heel, Darren Fox. I really like their rookie, Tyrese Halliburton. He looks like a, a real one yeah. uh, moving forward for them, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why Barnes is there. He's like a, I don't know. I mean, that's my thought. I don't know why he didn't trade him out and at least get some young assets for next year. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but maybe they like his veteran presence there, so maybe they're going to keep yeah. him around. So, exactly. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, it should be a fun uh, last twenty 
five or so games for the regular season, both in the Eastern and Western Conference. But I guess before we sign off for the night, Akshay, I wanted to talk a little bit about the NCAA college basketball, the Sweet 16 we're into now. So some of the today's games, uh, Baylor, Oregon State, and Arkansas all moving on to the Elite Eight. So what have you seen so far from the tournament, and do you see a dominant type run similar to 2018 Villanova and 20, 2001 Duke for Gonzaga this season? What do you think? Um, uh, to be honest, I'm not, <laughs> I, I really haven't been following the tournament. You haven't been watching uh, so, it all? No, I have not watching it all because, but uh, yeah, you know, because we have the two editions of the dog and most of my, my time goes to that and all that. I'm not even paying attention to the tournament. Okay. Um, but I was the, uh, I, one of the teams in, in the Sweet Eight right now. Or, uh, Sweet 16, yeah. So. Sweet 16, yeah. Sweet 16. Yeah, so, teams in there? so you have uh, so Arkansas beat Oral Roberts today, uh, a very close game, a game winner by Devonte Davis at the oh, end, wow. four seconds left. Uh, Loyola Chicago lost to Oregon State in in a slugfest type of game, sixty five to fifty eight. Uh, Baylor with their depth uh, beat Villanova sixty two fifty one today to move on to the Elite Eight. Currently, oh, wow. uh, we're in the first half between Houston and Syracuse. Houston's up 15 to 5. And then tomorrow you got four more games. You got in the West region, you got Gonzaga and Creighton. And then you got USC versus Oregon in the West region. I, I heard some buzz, like a lot of people were upset. Why, why is there two packs of teams playing each other? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just how I guess the bracket uh, bore out for in the, in the West. But they're two uh, good, good teams. I mean, obviously, USC. They shot the lights out against Kansas in their last game. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then they're led by their big men, the Mobley brothers, Evan Mobley being the top one of the top-level prospects. And then they do have a good guard play as well. They did good on the transfer side, getting Edie, Drew Peterson, some of those guys. And it should be a fun game. Uh, they're very two teams that are familiar with each other. So that should be playing each other in the Pac-12. So... Packed, uh, Oregon has some good guards and Duarte. Uh, so that should be fun. And then UCLA as well as playing Alabama. And then Florida State and Michigan. So I just my personal opinion, I see kind of Gonzaga as a juggernaut. I see them as kind of similar to 2018 Villanoa, 2001 Duke, kind of uh, steamrolling their way through the tournament. Uh, they're currently 28-0. They're looking to be the first undefeated team. Uh, throughout the entire regular season since I I believe nineteen nineteen eighties or seventies Indiana I believe so we'll see if if they can do that but it should be fun it's I always enjoy the tournament time even though I don't keep up with college basketball as much as I I did growing up but it's it's always fun uh, with March Madness uh, considering that we didn't have it last season in twenty twenty it's good to have it back it's good to hear Bill Raftery. Uh, saying his onion references, uh, some of his oh. other <laughs> references that he brings up, Kevin Harlan, uh, Ian Eagle, Grant Hill, all those guys. Yeah. So it's, it's a good feel, and uh, it should be a fun rest of the tournament in Sweet 16. Obviously, I'm hoping for you, my, my Trojans, but I just think Gonzaga's a juggernaut, and I think they're, they're going to go all the way with it. Because I, I will. I mean, this might be their year, dude. Yeah, I mean... They, they're always a... Uh, a small market team, so yeah, not a small team, but it's like a, a small college team. Yeah, I mean, so. they're, but they're, they're, but they're in it every year. 
Yeah, I mean, last like 15 seasons, they've always kind of been in the hunt. I mean, they yeah. they broke through to the finals in 2017. They they obviously lost to North Carolina, but they're they're back in the hunt. Uh, and then I think they're a juggernaut, and I think this is the year they actually pull through and actually win the title, in my opinion. So that should be exactly. fun to watch oh, wow. the next I mean, next uh, be awesome couple weekends. Yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be, uh, it'll be awesome. With Definitely, dude. All right, so it should be a fun uh, rest of the season for the NBA and fun rest of the two weekends remaining for the uh, college basketball Basketball, 2021 NCAA tournament. So with that, we'll sign off for the night, Akshay. Pleasure having you on. Thank thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for having me. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the NCAA tournament games. And... I'll be back in about a month for NFL Draft. Uh, Until then, stay safe, guys. Get vaccinated and enjoy all of the sports uh, on TV.